Can you believe that there is more to oncology than surgery, chemotherapy, and radiation? If not, bye-bye. But if you're curious, if you're willing to expand your horizons and suspend disbelief, then stay tuned to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals, because I've got a great show for you. I'm your host, Dr. Bill Rutenberg, and with me today is Dr. Lise Allshuler. Dr. Allshuler is the president of the American Association of Naturopathic Physicians. From 2003 until January 2008, she was the director of the Naturopathic Medicine Department at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, Midwestern Regional Medical Center, located in Zion, Illinois, north of Chicago. She is co-author of Alternative Medicine Magazine's Definitive Guide to Cancer, an integrative approach to prevention, treatment, and healing. Dr. Allshuler is currently a member of the Naturopathic Specialist Group in Scottsdale, Arizona, specializing in oncology. Greetings, Dr. Allshuler. Thanks for taking the time to join us at the Clinician's Roundtable. My pleasure. So you mean there's actually something more than conventional treatment and all its side effects? Absolutely. You know, the good news is that I think there's sort of two parts to good news. Conventional therapy is getting better so that it's becoming better tolerated, and there are a lot of natural substances that can really mitigate some of the side effects to conventional therapies without, of course, interfering with their intended effects. You gave a talk last October in which you discussed how patients can achieve deep healing through an integrative mind-body-spirit approach to treatment. What's deep healing, and what did you mean by that? How would a patient with cancer get their doctor to be open-minded and say, you know, I'm willing to work with you. Let's deal with these problems and these issues and do what we can to give you the comprehensive care you deserve as a patient. Well, you know, most people with cancer want to use any and every tool available to them, and most people want to do the things that will make the most sense and will not harm them, and they look to their physicians for guidance. Unfortunately, most conventional physicians don't receive any training in nutrition or nutritional supplements, particularly with regards to cancer, so really feel, I think, ill-equipped to answer their patients' questions. You know, I think that the solution to that, of course, is to either get some training and or work with well-trained integrative physicians such as naturopathic physicians to create a collaborative team, which really enables then the patient to utilize tools so that they can feel physically better and with that sense of physical relief, attend to some of the spiritual and emotional issues that cancer will bring up and along, you know, with that, the opportunity to give them a sense of an appreciation for life and a kind of a healing that I've seen over and over with people with cancer, a truly transformative sort of illness for people. You went through this on a very personal basis over the past few years. In the book, you speak about your father's battle with pancreatic cancer. Would you tell us about it and how you, at a very personal level, integrated care for him? Yeah, my father was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer about five months before I started working on this book. And he uh, was given a very poor prognosis, which is typical of pancreatic cancer, which usually is not symptomatic until it's fairly advanced. So at the time of his diagnosis, he already had uh, liver metastasis and lymph node metastasis and a very large tumor in his pancreas. So he was given, I think, initially a prognosis of three months or so. And he proceeded to really 
kind of pursue a fully integrated plan. He underwent a Whipple procedure. He utilized radiation therapy. He did some chemotherapy. He did clinical trials. But along with that, he was an avid supplement user. He made significant dietary changes. He really focused on, he's always been a spiritual person, but he really focused on his spiritual life and his emotional well-being and really engaged 110% in his healing and as a result, outlived his prognosis quite significantly. He eventually did pass away about 16 months after his diagnosis. What was most remarkable about his time after diagnosis was that he felt really well. In fact, he would often tell me, me as his daughter doctor, that he felt healthier and more well after his diagnosis than he had prior. And so he enjoyed that exceptional quality of life all the way up until about the last month of his life when he really kind of went downhill very quickly, which in a sense was a blessing as well. So I think to me, he was really a testament of the power of integration in that, you know, he clearly got uh, survival benefit and absolutely got quality of life benefit. Well, patients always ask me, what would you do if it was your child? I'm a pediatrician. So I think this is quite a strong endorsement of the care that is available to patients who are willing to expand their horizons as well as doctors. But there's always a concern, especially among treating physicians, what about unknown interactions? Where can we get some information in terms of if you have this diagnosis or that treatment, you should either take or not take a specific herb or a specific supplement? You know, you walk into the supermarkets and the shelves are just you know, loaded with something for everything. How do you make some rational decisions and, you know, how can you feel comfortable you're not going to hurt yourself? Yeah, very good question. It's a very important question for both patients and physicians to ask. And that's something that my co-author, Carolyn Gazella, and I really tried to tackle in this book. And we did that by combing through all the published literature that we could find on all the research trials, everything we could possibly find on supplements. And we tried to distill all of that into several easy-to-use sort of charts in the book. You know, for example, we have certain chemotherapy agents listed, and we talk about their typical side effects, and then we list nutrients and herbs which are helpful and what they should be helpful for and certain nutrients and herbs to avoid. Part of doing that is the lesson in and of itself. One of the things that I hear quite commonly reported back to me from patients who have spoken to their oncologists is, you know, my oncologist said I shouldn't take anything because antioxidants interfere with chemotherapy. And that kind of generalized statement is where the problem starts because not all antioxidants are created equal. They all have very different mechanisms of action in the body. And in fact, some of the uh, nutrients that we call antioxidants actually have oxidative effects intracellularly. And also not all chemotherapy agents are created equally. So it's really important to sort of take it down one or two or three steps and look at each specific chemotherapy agent and then evaluate that against or with data on each specific nutrient. And you were able to find enough data to make these statements? We did find data. We also, what we did too, we have a multi-page rating system which we came up with, which is we evaluated the science for these things and we have grades, exceptional science, going all the way down to poor science, exceptional being a minimum of three randomized control trials or four well-designed smaller trials, poor science being basically theoretical or anecdotal evidence only. And we kind of cross-reference that against 
data on their safety, whether something's safe, has limited safety, unknown safety, or is essentially unsafe. And by combining those things, we can give a grade to each supplement with regards to certain cancers. So, for example, an A grade would mean something has exceptional science and is safe for a particular cancer. And we have all that summarized in a table. So really at a glance, alphabetically, you could look up something like quercetin, which is a flavonoid, and you would see in our chart that it has some C ratings and a B rating for ovarian cancer. And you can see that the data comes from in vitro and in vivo studies, and there's a small human trial for ovarian cancer, and we've also included certain chemotherapy agents that quercetin should not be taken with because it could interfere with them. So there is data out there. You know, there's certainly not enough, but I think that there's enough to make good, wise, educated decisions for people. I'd like to pause to welcome those who are just joining us at the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Bill Rutenberg, and I'm speaking with Dr. Lise Allshuler. We're discussing the integrative medicine approach to cancer care. That's great that you've been able to find some real data because that's obviously an issue that is of great concern to all physicians. One of the things I've worked with is acupuncture and infertility. And there's a concern, of course, with all the medications someone undergoing infertility treatment is taking as to whether or not to use herb supplements. Just from my own erudition, I know it's a little off the subject, but... Do you have any data on that or have a good reference to where I could look? With regards to acupuncture? And, and interaction with any of the infertility medications. You know, one of the things we found is that PubMed is really a wonderful tool that's available, and we would go through PubMed and search. So in that case, I would search, you know, acupuncture with, and I would go through each infertility drug and cross-reference. With acupuncture, it's a little easier to see if there's any data out there on that. With certain herbal compounds, doing the search actually requires some knowledge about botanical medicines because oftentimes a research trial might be done on a constituent in a plant or the uh -huh. main active of mm -hmm. a plant, mm -hmm. not the plant itself, so that the reference comes up under the constituent. So it takes a little uh, sleuthing, but there's certainly data out there. So I don't know of a particular reference for you, but I would certainly head you right towards PubMed. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry for the digression. In your book, you also speak about the mind-body-spirit approach. What are the essentials that we as practitioners need to grasp to, again, offer information and perhaps guidance to our patients? You know, I think with cancer in particular, it's an illness that, regardless of the kind of cancer, causes people to stare their own mortality right up in front of their face, and it's a very scary, bewildering, and potentially transformative experience. To help it become transformative, people need to have their emotional and spiritual reactions to the illness and to the diagnosis validated. So I think the first thing that physicians can do is inquire with their patients about how they're feeling with regards to their diagnosis. And it doesn't mean they have to get into a counseling session with them, but simply just asking the patient, you know, how they're feeling today about having bladder cancer, you know, are they concerned, do they have any new concerns, what are they doing about their fears, have they talked to their children, have they talked to their spouse, just opening up those kind of conversations gives the patient permission to have those feelings. And then I think the next step for a very savvy physician would be to have at his or her fingertips a referral source so that they can refer patients to providers in different areas that might be a benefit somebody 
in counseling, massage therapy, a Qigong class, you know, and just give people, let people know that there are options and ways that they can get support. And that's just so important. I can't really stress that enough with this illness in particular. I'm sure with others, but there's something about cancer that seems to really get people to a place where they, I think, are scared enough that they start to ask very deep questions and they also are motivated enough to really experience a sense of wellness or to learn how to experience a sense of wellness about themselves that perhaps they haven't previously. I'd like to thank you for sharing your personal feelings, your personal experience, as well as your knowledge about the integrative approach to cancer care. My guest has been Dr. Lise Allschuler, and I'm Dr. Bill Rutenberg. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, a channel for medical professionals. We welcome your comments and questions. Please visit us at ReachMD.com and explore our on-demand and podcast features, which opens the door to our entire program library. I wish you good day and good health.